The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. Live statewide on the Ref Radio Sports Network, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Hit up the guys on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line at 405-651-3439 or sound off on the Riverwind Casino call-in line at 405-329-9000. Now, live from the Buffalo Wild Wing Studios, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. The 2-1, swung on, hit to the air, right center field. That one is walloped. It is gone! Into the Phillies' bullpen. Second home run of the night for Kyle Schwarber. And the Phillies are on top three to nothing. Hopeful and believe that our team is committed to continuing to improve and uh, get better, uh, stay focused, uh, starve the distractions, if you will, and... uh, Lock in on what we got to do to get 1-0 this week. Got a very uh, talented and experienced uh, UCF team uh, coming in. Hour 2, Toby and TJ back with you Wednesday morning. Middle of the week, terrible day. Wednesday, terrible day. I've got uh, class today, Teach. Chris Plank is our guest speaker today. You know Boy, That's really going to confuse the class. When the same person walks in like and is the Spider-Man guest speaker. Meme. Yeah, they're just pointing at each, other. In circles, pointing <laughs> at each other. Oh, man, Phillies went 10-0 last night. You worried about the Phils? I'm worried about the Astros right now, but um, if we were to face the Philadelphia Phillies, they are extremely hot. They are mashing home runs at a historic rate. It doesn't seem like you can pitch to any four or five of them right now without them hitting a home run, so... Their fans are loud. It's a crazy environment. They've got great pitching. So, yeah, I mean, they came up short last year, and it looks like they're on a mission to, to finish it off this year. So they are uh, they are playing good baseball. But you're focused. I'm focused on today. On the Houston Astros. Game three and uh, the Houston Astros, yes. And you will not be there tonight, just to clarify. Will not be there In tonight. Arlington. No. All right, very good. Um, all right, I got a variety of topics I want to touch on here this segment. Uh, first, Lane Kiffin, about an hour ago, TJ, retweeted uh, a story out of uh, AL.com that says Lane Kiffin should be fired if he loses to Auburn. <laughs> Somebody wrote a story on AL.com that says Lane Kiffin should be fired if he loses to Auburn, and Lane Kiffin retweeted the story. That's pretty funny. <laughs> kind of an extreme headline, too. Yeah, a bit much, don't you think? I don't know if I've done a 180 more on any coach than Lane Kiffin. Like I, He used to drive me up the wall, and now I find him just – I think it's because he's in the SEC now. He's an instigator. And – for some reason, him I guess he was in the SEC when he was at Tennessee. I don't know what it is. What is it, TJ? Why it's, do I like Lane Kiffin now? It's almost like he took a course on 
social media and interaction and it it's all this social media stuff like he's hilarious on it here's the what it stuff is. that he retweets the stuff that he quote tweets he got really good at social media yeah, yeah. i feel like he now is comfortable making fun of himself that's a big part of he it he doesn't sure. take himself seriously like when he was young and upcoming he i, I think he was cocky and brash and full of himself and and i was irritated by that and now it feels like he's like doing this like he's making fun of himself or just doing things no other coach would do on social media so you know he was poking the bear the week of the alabama game um i don't know he's won me over whatever it is Deion sanders is writing a book tj of course he is of course he is <laughs> on the heels of a, a massive collapse and what a three-game losing streak now comes the announcement that Deion sanders will be writing a book it'll be published in 2024 entitled elevate elevate and dominate 21 ways to win on and off the field hmm. that's a long title well i would have gone the with... title is elevate do you and believe dominate. now the subtitle is Do you believe in that? Twenty one ways to win on and off the field. Huh. Uh will you be purchasing the prime not. book? No, I will not. No. I like you know, Dion, this... but even Dion's got to be a little bit too much for me over the last few months, so uh, let's see, I got a statement here about it. Success isn't just about what you achieve between the lines on game day or stacking up money that you may never get to fully enjoy. Listen up, Tej, this is directed toward you. It's about winning in all aspects of life, from the mindset you cultivate, the discipline you uphold, and your faith in God. Champions aren't born, they're made, day by day, choice by choice, and decision by decision. You've got to be consistent and believe every darn step of the way. And most importantly, you've got to put your favorite team in front of your family. End quote. I added that last part for you, Teach. He has already written a book. I did not know this. He authored a memoir. A memoir. In 1999. What was he, 12? Entitled Power, Money, and Sex, How Success Almost Ruined My Life. Oh, I remember that book, yeah. I didn't read it, but I remember when it came out. Do you believe in that? So this will be Dion's uh, uh, second published work. You can look for it on bookshelves in 2024. TJ will not be purchasing the book, no, apparently. will not. Big day for the Thunder yesterday, one week away from the... Commence of the commencement of the regular season. They beat Damian Lillard and the Milwaukee Bucks last night, 124-101 in an exhibition game. Lillard, only five points for Milwaukee. He might not have been trying very hard. Giddy, a team-high 19 for OKC. Holmgren had 18 for OKC. They also worked a trade yesterday, TJ. And are you sitting down? I'm sitting down. Yeah, I actually am. 
they picked up some draft picks. <laughs> what? Yeah. The Thunder in a trade actually picked up draft picks? That's what I'm telling you. Oh, that can't be true. A couple of them, actually. Uh, let's see here. They they picked up the Kevin Porter Jr. guy, right, from uh, Houston that's in trouble, and then they either released him or are about to release They're him immediately. They're going to release him, yeah. And I guess that girl that he got in trouble with uh, came out immediately and uh, saw his career spinning out of control, and she's like, he never touched me. He didn't hit mm. me. So we'll You're, see how that plays that out. That seems like a quite a claim on your part. You're just flat out claiming shenanigans. I'm just uh, saying it's, a, it's a, a strange timing that she's coming out now saying he never touched her. So we'll see. They picked up a couple of uh, – of, uh, Second round, future second round draft picks. So, if you're ready now, I would like to recap upcoming Thunder draft picks. Oh, gosh. Okay, well, we've got an hour or 49 minutes left in the show. So, uh, good night, everybody. Let Toby read these draft picks. Talk to you guys tomorrow. <laughs> uh, the answer is they've got a lot. They have a lot. Uh, I'm trying to find the exact number here, and I know it's in a story somewhere, but uh, I'll find it here coming up. Um, it's remarkable, and uh, they basically got their roster down. I was reading about it yesterday to what they needed to be by trading away. What did they say? Jeremiah Earl Jones, James Earl Jones, yeah. Jeremiah Earl Robinson, Victor Oladipo, and Victor Oladipo. And they're going to waive this guy. So they got their roster down close to where they needed to be and picked up a couple of second-round picks. In the, <laughs> the plethora of guys sitting around. 2027 second-round pick and a 2028 second-round pick. That's what they uh, picked up. Um, they've got, what is it, like 25 picks in the next four years or something like that? I'll find it here somewhere. Um. It's a stunning amount. Obviously, way too many. So, at some point, well, I mean, they've already got maybe the most exciting young roster in the league. At some point, he's going to pull the, pull the trigger on grouping a bunch of these and going and getting a dude, right? Another dude to go along with SGA. I assume that's what all this is about. I thought they had a dude in Chet. Well, they got a dude, but I mean, like a vet, a vet dude. Like to let's win the championship now. Let's go get um, Damian Lillard when he was available, perhaps. No, I don't think that's the answer. I think it's a. I don't think it's a guard. I think it's got to be a big guy. Not a like. I think mm, who who would be the perfect who would be the perfect big guy to go get. Um, like a Giannis. Giannis. I was about to say Giannis. <laughs> but not Giannis. Well, there are a lot of Antetokounmpo's around, so go get one of them. Uh, Greg the Caller has texted me. I don't know if he knows what he's talking about. That they have 16 first-round picks and 22 second-round picks. Oh and I don't know God. in the next how many years that is. Four, five, That's six ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have basically every pick in the draft from here to 2030. You know what I would rather have had than all those picks? 
an NBA championship when well, he that's had the what team they're to trying do it. to get. Uh, he traded it all away. You're still mad at him for that. Well, I'm, I'm just mad. saying it was a you stupid move. Thunder. I'm just saying it was a stupid move. I'm not mad at him. Uh, we're not rocking down this path again. Okay. <laughs> Next seven years, says Greg the Caller. Thank you, Greg. 16 first-round picks, 22 second-round picks in the next seven years. Oh, Stunning. Cow. That's a lot of picks in the next seven years. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's exactly right. Flag football is coming to the Olympics, TJ. And there is a chance that NFL guys will play for Team USA. What do you think about this? I would much rather see it go to young Olympic athletes under the age of 12. Well, your son's going to be older than 12 by then. Well, I'm not saying my kid. I'm just saying that's who should be playing flag football is children. I don't need to see Mm. grown adults out there playing flag football. It's not an Olympic sport. It's recess. Stop it. It's exciting. Not exciting. (laughs) I don't care if Joe Burrow's out there playing flag football. USA, USA, right? Oh, sure. Um, Go win the gold. Sure, but it's a little ridiculous. I mean, it's a kid's version of the sport. Come on. Boy, uh, you are opinionated today, aren't you? I mean, Uh, is that opinionated? It's true. Five sports. How are being about instead added? of baseball, we add T-ball and let Schwarber go out there and hit off a T? Mm. Uh, five sports being added. Twenty twenty-eight Olympics in LA. Uh, flag football, baseball, softball, lacrosse, and squash. I don't know what squash is. Squash is like uh, racquetball, isn't it? It's a form of that, I think. A form of racquetball. Or is it a form of pickleball? It's something with a little paddle and a ball, I think. Well, the NFL is uh, apparently all in on this idea. They're going to talk to the Players Association about you know whether or not they can make this work. Obviously, the Olympic Committee's got to set the rules for who can play and who can't uh, and uh, decide. But <laughs> the Olympics are in July, so theoretically... Uh, it works from an NFL schedule standpoint if we wanted to field an NFL flag football team for the Olympics. Here comes all the adult flag football. Tons of adult flag football leagues, yeah. probably more than kids. I okay, it's a recreational sport. Offended. We're not putting a bunch of fat beer drinkers out there playing softball in the Olympics. I mean, recreational sport, fine. It's not an Olympic sport. That's my point. Again, it is a kid's sport that's played at recess, okay? P.E. That's what it is. Did you play flag football in college? No. I don't think I played flag football after, yeah, probably 11 or 12. Yeah, so your frame of reference here is small. My frame of reference is it's a version of the sport for children. Yeah, I mean, that's just false. (laughs) It's not false. I'm not saying adults can't go out there and have fun and do it. I'm saying it's not an Olympic sport. Well, I feel like there's a lot of Olympic sports that aren't Olympic sports. So might as well play some flag football because that would be fun to watch.
<laughs> I think they did play that. I think it was called Battle of the Network Stars. That's what it was called. It would be kind of fun, though. I understand you are vehemently you, opposed you to this. You must be in the inside of calling the flag football for NBC and the Olympics Ooh. or whoever's got the rights. I haven't thought about that, but I would be interested. <laughs> I'm available in July. <laughs> um, there are a lot of international uh, players in the NFL. So you could field some pretty fun teams obviously team usa would would be amazing uh but you could field some pretty fun teams from other countries around the world too so um i'm i'm for this i think it'd be fun to watch how many how many players are on the field in flag football i in my in my college flag football league it was seven on seven is that normal Uh, i think that's pretty normal okay yeah Okay. Yeah, I'd be I, like I'm saying. I'm not saying you can't go out as an adult and have fun and play in a flag football league. I just the fact that they're putting it as an Olympic sport mm. seems silly to me. Aggressive stance by you today. <laughs> Guess so. Yeah. All right. Uh, before we go to break, I just would like to apologize to all of the adult flag footballers out there for. As I told them, TJ's go have fun, drink segment. your beer, play some flag football. Does not necessarily whatever. You're not an Olympic athlete. Of, of the station or our advertisers. Okay, seven twenty in the morning. We'll be back. The T Row in the morning show is brought to you every day by the Riverwind Casino and Hotel, OKC's number one gaming destination. The one for entertainment. The one for games. The one for fun. Riverwind Casino, simply the best. T-Row in the Morning Show this hour brought to you by Hightower Clinical, bringing clinical trial opportunities to Oklahoma. Medication provided for free, no cost or insurance needed to participate. Patients are compensated for their time, locally conveniently located in various metro locations. Soon in Ardmore, HightowerClinical.com. Call or text for more information in their trials, 405-831-5905. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Lincoln Riley is the perfect USA flag football coach, and he's already got the defense and strength coach on staff. That's funny. That's funny. Uh, Clark Stroud would be perfect for the Olympics. Huh. What makes you say that? Because um, he loves America? Loves attention. Oh, okay. He'd be out there just waving the flag. Is that what you have to do to be in the Olympics? Yes. Love attention? I don't know. He'd be out there. Okay. Just about all the you were just trying to find a way to take uh, a shot at Clark Stroud, and you cl- shoehorned cl- it into. Clown, uh, the clown performance, if they were adding oh, okay. uh, flag football, I don't know. Word has it, Peru is a flag football powerhouse. Is that right? <laughs> in the almost words of Mr. Klatt, TJ, you're right. You're absolutely right. Flag football? How about Wiffle Ball and Red Rover while we're at it? Toss in a little hopscotch. Watch the drama unfold. Yeah, Wiffle Ball's the same thing. Why not put Wiffle Ball into the Olympics? Those Wiffle Ball leagues, those adult Wiffle Ball leagues, that's legit, man. That's legit. That's uh, highly entertaining. I would completely be in favor of Olympic Red Rover. <laughs> that would be a lot of fun. Uh, this person wants kickball in the Olympics. I think Teddy Lehman would be great on the U.S. Red Rover team. 
Um. Huh. Red Rover, Red Rover. <laughs> Chris Hammond? Uh, Chris Hammond on our Red Rover team? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, more of an Did you see that video of that dude the other day, by the way? The one with him uh, doing the NIL thing? Yes, for the walk-ons? Yes, I saw I that. haven't seen Chris in maybe a year or so. And he was big a year ago, don't get me wrong. I don't know what reality show he's prepping for now, but he <laughs> is massive. Well, he's not on the new Survivor that just started, so he's not back there. So, Goodness uh, gracious, he looks like The Rock now. He was pretty massive. And guys like that uh, even like to look even more ripped. Because they uh, get their shirt three sizes too small. Like, I don't know how they don't cut the circulation off in their arms. Like, so goodness. I had this conversation with uh, uh, Gabe the other day. A few few home games ago. I showed up and he goes, you're going to have to start buying smaller shirts. And I, I, was like, I just laughed. And then I see him like the next game and he goes, dude, you're going to have to start getting smaller shirts. I got the, like the OU shirt, you know. And I said, listen, man, my shirts have been too tight for years. Let me enjoy it being a little <laughs> bit loose. For just a bit. Can I just enjoy it for just a bit that my clothes are a little bit baggy? Okay? And then we'll make them all tight again. Uh, but, yeah, and I mean, you're, you're right. There's something about being all muscled up that says, uh, give me the tightest shirt you can possibly find so everybody can see I've got muscles. <laughs> Borrow their wife's shirts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Honey, I'm using your OU shirt today for the game. Uh, Jeff from OKC, they would be as beloved as the gymnastics girls. Oh, wait, there's a previous text. It would be amazing if it was our kids' Olympic sport for flag football. It would be like the Little League World Series. They would be more loved, uh, beloved than, than gymnastics girls. That's what I'm saying. Throw kids out there that are 10, 11 years old. They're the ones that are really good at flag football. Hmm. I don't hate that idea. Kid, A kid's Olympic event. Yeah. Tell me that wouldn't be a blast to watch drunk flag football. Well, that's the thing. It's not like a beer league flag football. That's what I'm saying. If you're a grown adult and you're out there having fun playing flag football, whatever, don't think you're an Olympic athlete all of a sudden. Now, if you want to throw those guys out there that are drunk on a Friday night, I'll watch that uh, comedy all day long. You're really angry about this. I'm not angry. It's just silly. But... Okay, aren't Again, there a lot of silly things in the Olympics? PE and elementary school. Here's my stance. There are a whole lot of Olympic sports I don't care to watch. You know, skiing and shooting and, and marathon walking and a bunch. Like, I'll watch flag football. You put a bunch of NFL dudes out there playing flag football, that sounds like fun. USA, USA. Does it deserve to be in the Olympics? Uh, probably not. But I think it would be fun to watch. Only people with money even know about squash. Makes sense that TJ would have a general yeah. idea. About That's right. <laughs> TJ has a you squash people, league on Thursday nights in Gallardia. Oh. The Gallardia Squash League. The GSL. Uh, will the USC defense be representing the USA? Let's hope not. I hope not. 
Uh, this one says, I agree with TJ. The Olympics are sounding desperate. Um, I don't know about desperate. I just think it's silly. First trip back to Norman since the spring game. What are some of the th uh, things I must do this weekend? Campus Corner Walk of Champions. What do you guys suggest? Sounds like you answered your own question there. Campus Corner Walk of Champions. Uh, hit up a few tailgates. Yeah, uh, the parade. Uh, when are you getting in? The parade. They're moving it to Friday night. And it's supposed to be some cool glow theme parade at like eight o'clock. So you can go to the homecoming parade on Friday night. Well, come see us. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we'll be at Balfour from 7 to 8. Teddy and I will be. Chris will be at uh, 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 Boyd Street Ventures. Boyd Street Ventures. Seven. To, go, go ahead and give us the whole uh, schedule there, TJ. Who's going to be where? Uh, Boyd Street Ventures, 7 to 8 with Chris Plank. You guys will be 7 to 8 at Balfour of Norman. Then um, Tyler McComas will take over at Boyd Street Ventures for Plank. And uh, Mike will be at uh, Balfour. Steely. From eight <laughs> ten. <laughs> I just said that just to bug you. Mike, uh, Mike Steely hey, let's will go be see over Mike. There, uh, over there at uh, Balfour from 8 to 10. Then Travis and Tyler following the game for two hours for post-game coverage at O'Connell's Irish Pub. All right, Grill. so come see us. Um, you know, scan the rest of Campus Corner. It's an 11 a.m. game. That's what kind of stinks because it's just not going to have the same vibe. But g hit up Campus Corner. Um, Walk of Champions will be at like 8.45, I think. That's on the other side of the stadium, the south side of the stadium. Fan Fest fires up like 8.30. It'll be like 9, 9.30. After Walk of Champions, go over to Fan Fest. That's on the north side of the stadium. Hit some food trucks. We'll have the network pregame show going over there, stuff like that. And then go into the game. I don't know. What else, what else did TJ is in? I mean, that, that's what I said. They answered a lot of their own questions. I mean, maybe hit up the Mont at some point, you know, walk down to the Mont, mm. have you a swirl. That feels like an after-the-game thing. Well, I'm just saying, I, I said at some point, maybe Friday night, Saturday night, whatever it may be. So, yeah. um, Got to hit the Mont if you're in town, sure. You I'm trying to that. think of if there's been anything that's opened since the spring game that they would need to get to in Norman, even. Mm-hmm. Um, brown bag's delicious, but it's just a little a burger place, and it's on the other side of town. So if you have time for a quick lunch or something, brown bag's open over there. What what other advertisers would you like to shoehorn uh, into this answer, Maybe TJ? if you're over on the east side Maybe of Norman, Chick perhaps Chick-fil-A on 12th Street, Street no. grab yourself a tray of nuggets and walk around on Campus Corner with them, drinking would, a gallon of lemonade. I would recommend Signature Custom Pools. Go see if uh, uh, you, want, you might want to have them build you a new pool, TJ. And in town. I don't uh, what are the dates of the show? Hey, life's a cabaret, old chum. Perhaps you hit up the Sooner Theater. There you go. That Gosh, is exactly what you need to do. The salespeople should be so proud of us right now. That is exactly what you need to do. What? Anything else or am I going to break? <laughs> I thought you were going to break, but I can uh, uh, tell you one. TJ, I call iPhones smartphones for dummies. I must be an Android user. 7.34 in the morning. Quick time out. Toby and TJ with you on a Wednesday. Back after this. The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. It was maybe some Sue talked about, you know, the in the art of war, talking about, again, deception, you know, as something that, utilized on the battlefield 
you know, Aristotle says, you know, we are what we repeatedly do. Excellence, therefore, is not a one-time act. It's a habit. Those that exalt themselves will be humbled, and those that humble themselves will be exalted. I know I think mismanaged success is the number one reason for failure, and well-managed failure is the number one reason for success. But you got to just be a paragon of perseverance, and you got to put your head down. you got to go to work. And This ain't Norman, Oklahoma. This is Los Angeles, and the people here are very sophisticated. That's our coach, Teach, huh? How about that? I got no idea what he just said. <laughs> what? Uh, if he didn't always say things like that, I would think this is like a direct shot at the whole uh, sophisticated. I remember when he dude. used to shop at Aeropostale. Mm-hmm. Yep. I love it. BV getting deep the last good. The bye week, he obviously did a bunch of reading, Teach. Sat back in a leather recliner and read a bunch. Aristotle, yeah, by the fireplace, the pipe and everything. Uh, An impressive display of knowledge the last couple of days by the head coach at Oklahoma. Very well done. (laughs) Very well done. (laughs) He's, uh, He's showing those California people what it's all about. That's exactly right. I gotta hear this again. It was maybe Sun Tzu talked about, you know, the in the art of war, talking about, again, deception, you know, as something that is utilized on the battlefield. You know, Aristotle says, you know, we are what we repeatedly do. Excellence, therefore, is not a one-time act. It's a habit. Those that exalt themselves will be humbled, and those that humble themselves will be exalted. I know I think mismanaged success is the number one reason for failure and well-managed failure is the number one reason for success but you got to just be a paragon of perseverance and you got to put your head down you got to go to work and this ain't norman oklahoma this is los angeles and the people here are very sophisticated i I, there was at least uh aristotle uh art of war and the bible in there Uh, it was also it sounded like a couple of leadership books that i can't cite i don't know exactly where the paragon of perseverance came from but uh, Tyler, will impressive. all of that fit on a T-shirt? We should get after that. <laughs> uh, our coach is smarter than your coach. Something like that. <laughs> Something like that. Something like that. Uh, all right. Well, Teach UCF coming to town on Saturday. John Rice Plumley back at quarterback. These guys won a national championship just a couple of no, years ago. No, they did not. Stop saying that. <laughs> Josh Heupel was their head coach. Dylan Gabriel played for these guys. Yeah. Once upon a time. They've had some really good teams. But they're 3-3 three and three and they're 0-3 so far in the league. Do they scare you at all? Are you taking them for granted? They don't scare me. The last couple of weeks scare me a little bit. Super high emotional game that you came out on top. We talked about this a little bit yesterday. A lot came out of that game with, I don't know how many videos and, and great videos that they put out, you know, by the OU uh, media department and the things that they did. And then Danny Stutzman with the shirt and the NIL deal. Yeah. Um, so that scares me a little bit, but I think, I think that kind of died off within one week. And then this week, I'm going to guess that they've been pretty focused and back at it. And 
Brent probably brought up a lot of things that they did wrong in that game and went back and reviewed a lot of things and kind of, you know, said, hey, you might not be as good as you thought you were, so, and humbled them a little bit, so I, I would like to think that they refocused this week and that they've been ready to go, so UCF themselves doesn't scare me, but the time off a little bit and kind of living the the life of uh, being constantly patted on the back and told how great you are and jumping up in the rankings the way you have, kind of, they need to refocus and come out and build off of that, so, and I think that will be the case. UCF averages, whether number four in the nation, 517 yards a game, 35 points a game, number three rushing offense. I like this question every week. What's the over-under for the defense where you're like, that was a good day? I know. I knew you were going to ask me this at some point. Is 24 too high? Yes. I think so, too. What about 20? How are you feeling? I like at 20? it. I, I yeah. want. I don't. I don't want a two. I, I. I want nineteen or less. I want nineteen or less, but I think twenty is a good number. They are capable offensively, and Gus Malzahn will draw some things up that will catch them. I think early in the game that might, you know, go for a big play and get them a score. So some of I, that art of war deception. Yeah, I think twenty points and under would be good. And yeah, I'm with you. I'd love to see that be nineteen or under, but I'll say twenty is the number that I'd be satisfied with. They're a good offensive team. Now, if you yeah. hold them to, you know, 12 points, something like that less, then, man, you've really got this thing cranked the way that that you think it is. So, Let me see what UCF. They scored uh, 56 against Kent State, 18 at Boise State. That was a win. 48 against Villanova, 31 against K-State, 35 against Baylor, 22 at Kansas I like 19 or under. I mean, if if Kansas holds them to 22, uh, K-State 30. Yeah, I like 19 or under, just to keep the momentum going yeah. there, you know? Yeah, sounds good to me. That's the number. We re- we've arrived on the number. I mean, under's fine, too, you know? Under's fine, oh, I would, too. Oh, I want under. Yeah, I'd love that. Yeah. We're setting the top end there, you understand. Perfectly fine with under 10 if you'd like fellas uh, no it's an intriguing game from that aspect I think you've hit the nail on the head Oklahoma should win it however we have gone into many games at Owen Field in recent years a 20-point favorite and come away saying what happened what happened to that yes so uh, this is not a let your guard down game I don't think they will. I think this team is built a little differently. But it has been an abnormal couple of weeks. And it would be it would not be surprising if they aren't super sharp out of the gates. I hope they are. But it would not be surprising to me if they're a little bit sluggish early until they kind of get the blood pumping again. Um, I think it does say something about this team if they just go out and put the hammer down, you know? Oh, it absolutely does. They went 45-7 to Saturday, and you're like, dang. Uh, even, even all the adulation, the stories, the T-shirts, the videos didn't phase them at all. They just 
they if they Keep go trucking. out and do something like that, 45-10, 45-7, then you have to start talking about even if others in front of them don't lose, moving them up again. Like you've got to talk about putting them top two or three, I think. I watched the college football playoff, pre-playoff, pre-selection show last night. Mm-hmm. They had Reese, Herbie, Dez, uh, Booger, and somebody else. Anyway, they were kind of given who they would have in the top. I guess the first selection committee is out in two weeks. Uh, two weeks from yesterday, I believe. 31st. Halloween night, I think, is the first Ooh. rankings. So they were kind of, I think you're going to do it again next week. What would it look like now? All the, you know, one of the five had OU in the top four right now. The other four had them in the next two out. So five, five or six. And six. Uh, it was actually, uh, 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 oh, the, the, the Alabama quarterback. Uh, oh, man. Mil, um, uh, Milrow or whatever his name is. No, 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 no. The the, pa- the former one that's a broadcaster. Oh, now. the former one. I thought you meant current one. McElroy. Oh, McEl- yeah. McElvain. McEl- What's his name? <laughs> McElhaney. <laughs> Mac- McIntyre. <laughs> Noble McIntyre. No. What's his name, TJ? McElroy. McEl... What's the former Alabama quarterback's name that's now a broadcaster? <laughs> Mac, Mac something. You've got it. You've got it. Anyway, he had OU at four. <laughs> he had OU at four. Herbie, Reese, Booger, and Dez all had him at five or six. Which, meh. I mean, whoever wins the Ohio State-Penn State game is going to jump them this week if they weren't already in front of them. Sure, uh, but other teams will lose. They're going to be. They're, they just keep winning games. There, but you go out and dominate Ackle. like that. I mean, I think you got to. <laughs> you got to really rethink. Nobody's texted in the right answer. Uh, uh, Greg McElroy is the answer. Yeah, Greg McElroy. How come you couldn't think of that? <laughs> I was just letting you go. I was going to. I was going to throw a Rory in there. Greg McElroy had him at four, which is a little bit ironic because I feel like he's always been a little bit of an OU hater. But anyway. That's where they are right now. That's you, you're saying uh, you go beat them forty-five to seven, move them up to one or two. That's what you're saying. Uh, top three for TJ, sure in the unofficial top three TJ for sure, Yes. Well, sources tell me that practice has been sluggish this week, early in the week. That maybe there was a lack of focus, eyes off the prize. Um. Maybe some guys not exactly on edge like they had been in the oh, past. I don't like hearing that. However, however, BV went in Tuesday and told him that TJ Perry brought his family to Rudy's on Monday night and that they are starting to win over the fringe fans. And that has really lifted their spirits. I am very inspirational. That has really lifted their spirits. And since then, it has been a, nothing but a focused team again. So we'll see. 751, back after this. Do you eat, sleep, and breathe Sooner football? We do too. This is The Ref, home of Sooner fans. Hightower Clinical brings you this hour of the T-Row in the morning show, bringing clinical trial opportunities to Oklahoma. 
They believe everyone should have access to new treatment options through clinical trial participation. Hightowerclinical.com. Call or text 405-831-5905. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Morning. I spotted TJ at a concert last weekend, probably his 15th this year. Uh, TJ loves a concert. Probably only about my Jason fifth. Jason Aldean. Yeah, probably about my fifth or sixth this year. Love a good concert, don't you, Teach? I do love a good concert, yeah. Mm-hmm. Even if you've been before. Even if I've been you, before. You, yeah. you love a good concert. Yeah. But you got to have a reasonable price ticket, and you got to sit in the 200 section, the suites area. Preferably. So there are some stipulations. I will sit 100 level, but it's preferable 200, depending on the venue. Depending on the venue, Toby. Mm-hmm. Marietta Sooner says, Toby, it was Dari McCrory you're trying to think of. Uh, this person says it was uh, McPoyle you're trying to think of. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Greg McElroy, I believe, is uh, who it was. <laughs> Greg Popcornroy. Popcornroy. I don't even know how to say that. Uh, you know, we've gotten lots of them. I, I have wonder- a feeling uh, that uh, we will have a, a new promo coming very soon, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> to the ref, Toby trying to remember Greg McElroy's name. And we'll all have a good laugh. Uh, I wonder how many of Brent's philosophical sayings will be incorporated into this week's scene setter. Mm. I have to wait till Friday morning to find out. Uh, this person says we should hold US, uh, UFC, UCF. I was going to say uh, UFC, UCF to less than that. I had to redo the scene setter, by the way. Did you say UFC? Week. Nope. Oh. Why'd you have well, to redo it? Uh, ask me later after okay. it's out. Boy, a lot of secrets. Projects. Ask me later about the. Uh, there was a setter. fact I was unaware of that I was asked to put in it. Oh. And I and I happily did. I was unaware of a fact. Will you verify that you are not sent a script each week for that? You may not send a script. You write is- those yourself. Rarely, once a year, I write them myself. Once or twice, once a year, probably, somebody will uh, send me a hey, do you mind fitting this into the scene setter in some way? But those are really rare. Really rare. Thank you. There's a guy that's been telling me I'm a liar for years that you do not write those. Oh, really? Mm hmm. Who's the guy? Uh, no one you should concern yourself with. Is it someone Just I know? A scrub. Uh, you've met this person before, yes. Would he like to fist fight me outside <laughs> of Roosters? I'd like to see that. Okay. 8 o'clock, we'll be back.